Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to a semi-impromptu version of Wrong and Wronger, where we're not recording Friday, as we decided we were always going to do. We're not even recording Saturday, which we have been apt to do. We are recording on Sunday, because we're busy guys with a lot going on, and uh, it's all rock star, celebrity, movie star, A-lister level stuff break. Well, what, what do you got going on today? I, I got you, man. I blocked out this spot <laughs> for the famous and way too busy Steve Olivas. I booked you days in advance, cleared and re-cleared <laughs> this with you. I see, I was going to yeah. ask if I woke you up, but I see that half an hour ago you were tweeting, you're up and about trudging across yeah. the frozen tundra to the alternate bathroom in your, in your auxiliary yeah. mansion. You just don't have time <laughs> for me. I tell you, usually when we record, well, now all of them are kind of wonky times because we don't have a rhythm yet, but I will set an alarm for five minutes before just to remind me to get everything together and ready to go, and I didn't set the alarm, James. Maybe, as Sigmund Freud might suggest, I have a subconscious desire to never talk to you again. Well, I don't know if it's so much subconscious as it is overt and clearly obvious. But hey, you know what? If you think this is subtle, by all means, I'm not here to burst your bubble. I'm just, I'm just delighted that we made this happen after all. Because for a second, I thought you were going to ghost me. And that kind of hurt my feelings. I did ghost you. <laughs> you called me to figure out where I was. So I, my ghosting process was interrupted by Breakwell's diligence. So what, what do you have going on today that you, are, that you are too busy for me, the most important person in your life? Well, Mrs. Steve has been out of town for a few days. So when you called, I was actually making the bed. So when she comes in, it looks like I'm a normal and, I, I don't know, civilized human being, which I'm not while she's out of town. So that, that's where I was after trudging across the frozen tundra back and forth because nature was calling, and it doesn't use the same phone that Breakwell calls on. Wait, 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 wait. So you, you have a bathroom in your main cabin, yeah. correct? And you, yes. are, you are the only occupant of that main cabin. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so yeah. when nature called, instead of using the bathroom yeah. inside the structure you were already in, you chose to layer yeah. up, go across the frozen yeah. hellscape to the alternate yeah. cabin. What, what horrific yeah. thing were you doing in the bathroom that it could not happen in the main cabin? <laughs> First of all, I didn't layer up from the waist down as I <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> I had on a winter coat because it's cold. And then I've got duck boots that are uh, furry and lined that zip up, but I just sort of slid my feet into those and uh, took off. So I was wearing underpants, trudging back and forth across the frozen tundra. But it's not what I was about to do. It's what apparently has already been done that prevented me from uh, answering the call in the main cabin. 
And I appreciate you feigning ignorance, Breakwell, but I did notice you liked the tweet where I explained several days ago what was going on at the main cabin. So how dare you for trying oh. to fake me into this conversation? You know what? I completely forgot. So when I checked to see if you had blown me off or made some excuse, I did send you a text saying, try not to drown in poop before then. So, but I, then uh -huh. I forgot that I saw the I saw the urgency and the waddling and it, you know that horrific uh -huh. image just kind of drowned <laughs> things out in my mind. So I guess yeah, this is this is the most uh, rattlesnake ranch of all your disasters. I mean, it's just so so on brand. So why don't you go ahead and share with the people again what you got going on? I don't know whose fault it was. I'm not gonna point fingers, but I will say that uh, Mrs. Steve was home. All day Friday, uh, Thursday. She left town Thursday. So when I got home from the office Thursday, I actually peed indoors because, wow. as aforementioned, I am a civilized and dignified human being. And when I flushed, nothing happened. And I thought, well, I mean, the water came in, but it didn't go down like it's supposed to. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. So I got the plunger out and started plunging. And uh, noticed that the water was gurgling in the shower. And oh. in the sink next oh. to me. So I thought, well, that's a strange phenomena to have when one is plunging one's toilet. So I let it sit for a minute, and the, the water eventually sort of eked or seeped out. So then the bowl was empty, but it didn't refill. So I flushed again. And again, after time, the water seeped out. And after a while, the water didn't seep out anymore. So I started plunging furiously, thinking this is not good. And uh, what that ended up doing was driving raw sewage backwards and up into the shower. And uh, mm. Mrs. Steve, uh, because she's out of town, I texted her, uh, the septic is clogged. And she said, well, how do you know it's septic that's backing up into the shower? And I said, well, mostly little particles of poop, but there's probably other evidence that I'm overlooking. So that kind of sealed that. But today, I finally have a moment. And in addition to making the bed, I will be going to the Walmart in town. And yes, the article the has to be in front of Walmart when you're out here. And buying a 25-foot snake. And I'm going to give it an attempt to snake it from the toilet end, which uh, I've got a buddy, Bill Sievert, who is a septic guy. And he said, eh, there's a 90 degree in there that I don't think you're going to get past. But give it a shot. The best thing to do is to snake it from the septic end. And I said, well, Bill, remember last year when you told me to get an extender so that the lid would be above ground? He said, yeah, because he called me that night to talk a little deer hunting and give condolences. I said, I had every intention of doing it and then didn't. So the lid to my septic is two feet below ground, and I would prefer not to dig in frozen tundra to get it. And he said, yeah, well, give it a shot, but I think you're going to have to call a guy. So to avoid calling a guy, I'm going to give the snake a shot and try to get it past the 90 degree curve or angle or whatever the elbow is called in the pipeline to try to reach whatever the clog happens to be. Okay, I need I need you to help me understand part of the story cuz I'm not I'm not as quick as you. So yeah. you are a man of letters, yeah. a psychologist with multiple yeah. degrees, big education, right? Sure, what, big, what, yeah. How many courses in the course of your psychology degree and master's, maybe doctorate, in the course of all of that, uh -huh. I guess you are, a, you are a doctor. You must have got a doctorate. I in am. the course of all I of am. that, how many of those courses were about plumbing? Oh, uh, let me think. So uh, <laughs> I went to Marquette for a while and then 
Wisconsin Oak Cliff. Uh, none. none. Okay, so yeah. you you are not a certified plumber. You are not. You have no education in the field of plumbing. And now <laughs> you have barely an amateur plumber. Yes. And now you have sewage backed up, backing up into your house. So that yeah. The toilet is unusable, making your house uninhabitable. Yeah. And your solution. As a psychologist yeah. and a very much non-plumber yeah. is to try to tackle this issue yourself rather than calling the people whose very job is to deal with this exact emergency. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, no that tracks. Okay. Yeah, okay. Totally. Just making sure we're on the same page. I, what, what is the <laughs> downside of calling a plumber? Walk, walk me through that. What, what are we avoiding here? Well, this is not a plumber. There are septic tank guys that do this because last time this happened, a year ago, when my buddy Bill, who lives in Wisconsin, said, yeah, you need an extension so they don't have to dig every time they go in there. And I said, got it, buddy. And then I didn't do it. So <laughs> the septic guys, because we are rural, and here is another, this isn't a first world problem. This is a rural world problem. The nearest septic guy is about 45 minutes away. And last year, what we did was we went to the country music stars family who turned me on to their guy who's a little over an hour away. And because they have to bring a backhoe with them to dig so they don't have to use shovels and pickaxes to try to get the, the backhoe is like one scoop and they're able to get to our septic. But uh, it was about uh, they, they added $100 just to come out because of the diesel fee to get from <laughs> where they're at to where I'm at. And then uh, they add the, it, it was uh, to pump out, and actually it was just a clog of toilet paper in the line, which is oh. why I'm hopeful that my snake will work. They dug it out, they sucked out the one, we've got a real septic tank at the main cabin and then a 55 gallon drum at the small cabin. They had to locate both and then uh, they sucked them both out so that uh, neither one had much in it because they actually work the septic tanks. But the point is that was 600 bucks. So the answer to your question is financial. I see. And so you think that you will cause less than $600 in damage with this snake. That is, <laughs> that is the thinking. That is the thinking. Now, Mrs. Steve would probably prefer to be here to supervise what's going on. But I think, Breakwell, I got this. And worst case scenario, we, she calls the guy tomorrow and then on like Thursday, they'll come out. The problem in the meantime is we have no water because all the water, including the sinks, the washer and dryer and the, the shower, all of it goes through the same pipe to get to the septic tank. So we can't use anything right now in the main cabin. So if we have to wait till say Thursday when the guy can get here, it's going to be rather inconvenient, particularly for Mrs. Steve, who, uh, because of God's plumbing issues, can't just stand on the back porch and pee when she has to go, if you know what I'm saying. Why, why does the clean water go through your septic tank? I don't know, because in the small cabin, the gray, the gray water bypasses that 55-gallon drum. So the shower and all of the sinks, uh, they have a separate pipe that goes out to... I don't know if it's a leach field or what they call that. In the main cabin, everything empties into the thousand-gallon septic tank. But you're saying it doesn't just empty into it. You're saying that you're not getting water, that this water has to come in through the septic tank. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We get water in. That's not the issue. It's that once it's in, it's our water, and it doesn't <laughs> go away. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this, uh... Yeah. This is a conundrum. This is a, 
Well, I, you, you've you've man, managed to make your house more unlivable before. I thought maybe the breaking point would be <laughs> the rattlesnakes or the hornet nests yeah. the size of a man, the packs of roving yeah. coyotes. But no, yeah. it, was, it wasn't even the haunted grave on a hill. It was no. the total no. lack of water. Well, I do have one solution to all your problems. Four letters. Oh. You want to guess what that is? Uh, I would prefer you tell me because I'm, I'm out of ideas on this end. I'm going to go with move. You just, I think there comes a point where you got to throw in the towel and as delighted as I am by every subsequent disaster that comes up, it's come to the point that I'm honestly afraid one of these times I'm going to call because you didn't mm. call me on time and you're not going to answer because you're going to be frozen to death because the water's going to be out, the power's <laughs> going to be out, and it's finally God will have reclaimed the top of that hill where man was clearly not meant to exist. You know, we've talked, again, this is like when my buddy Bill said, you need an extender, and I said, got it. Uh, Mrs. Steve said, we need a wood-burning stove in here in case the power goes out, and I said, got it, and uh, we, we don't got one yet. Gotcha. So anything necessary for survival is on the to-do someday list. <laughs> well, there's, in my mind, there's other more pressing matters that also never get attended to. And so, I, I don't know, I just pay for everything. And somehow all the money goes away, but nothing ever gets done. It's, a, it's quite a deal. Well, I, I can relate. I've been actually having uh, my own issues this week with some water-based appliances. Now, granted, our Ooh. sewage only goes out rather than in, but I've, I've talked about our, our dishwasher <laughs> before. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've hi oh, yeah. I, I hire, I don't hire a plumber for that. I hire an electrician. I had him come out three times. Not for the last time. Like, he was like, it's beyond my power. I did what I could do. And if it doesn't work again, you just got to replace it. And now currently, about every other time I try to run it, I have to go downstairs and flip a circuit breaker and sometimes i flip oh. it once and sometimes i flip it nine times and sometimes i flip it in a random pattern like i don't know exactly what makes it work but if i flip it for long <laughs> enough oh, it will eventually work again so I, I obviously this isn't sustainable and every time i go and look at my brother-in-law my my electronics guy say go find me a deal on a dishwasher and he found one it's going to be between 750 and a thousand dollars and my fear Jeez. is I'm going like a thousand dollars is like the best dishwasher ever, and seven fifty is like a really good dishwasher. I think ours is like four hundred dollars, yeah. so we got in clearance somewhere. My fear is that it actually <laughs> is somehow electrical because it keeps flipping this breaker. We're gonna put in this new one, and we're gonna have the same issue. But every time I'm like, all right, that's it. This is the final time. It won't turn on. I go and flip the breaker one more time, and it turns on. So it works just enough that I don't want to spend that thousand dollars to replace it for you know the the best dishwasher ever that probably won't work. On top of that i uh, i work from home so it's real easy for me to you know throw in a load of laundry here and there and yeah. i've been doing it just fine i've been doing it for a long time because before this i was working hybrid so I'm, I'm home more than my wife i do the laundry i've got this thing locked down i am a i am a modern man who is great at doing laundry until my wife watches me and so she watched what i was doing the other oh, day no. and i would i would fill up this cap a little bit of the way and pour detergent in there because we've got one of these like it's like a a like a five gallon bucket of laundry detergent she buys as a fundraiser from somewhere and you pump it out yeah. so i would pump some into a yep. cap and do that anyway apparently she was appalled by the quantity and she showed me how she does it she pumps it into a smaller bucket and then she just pours it directly into the dishwasher not the dishwasher the washing machine the washing apparently machine. Yeah. i yeah don't don't wash your clothes in the in the dishwasher that will cause problems <laughs> so Pro apparently tip. i i misinterpreted what she did because 
I thought she was oh, telling no. me I wasn't using enough detergent. And so the way she the way she poured it looked at me like she put in way more detergent than I did. So like over the next couple of days I tried to run a couple loads of like towels that I used to soak up my dog's pee cuz he's awful and uh, like it took all day like it would run and it was just full of suds and I ran it again and it was still full of suds and I turned it up to like super water super spin. It would like one load of towels took me like 12 hours to run to get rid of all the bubbles. And apparently apparently she was telling me to use less detergent not more and when she went and poured it directly in the machine she was putting the thinnest layer just to cover the bottom and i thought she was filling it all the way up to the max fill line so there was a there was a gross (laughs) misinterpretation the point being if she would have just left me alone with my bottle cap none of this would have ever happened and i would have been using slightly too much rather than a million times too much so Here's the lesson. My dishwasher's haunted and everything's my wife's fault. And we can take that away. And that's just much like you and your septic system where it mysteriously broke when she was home and you were nowhere in the vicinity. Wow. That's, uh, I'm glad you boiled it all down to a single sentence for us who were listening to that story. Because that's, that really put a fine point on what I thought you were saying. So I, I tell you, we marry these women, James. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like we get along just fine putting uh, like all the different colors in the wash machine, Mm -hmm. uh, using the dryer as a dresser, (laughs) uh, letting dishes pile up on the sink for a while before sticking them in the wash or in the dishwasher and then forgetting to turn it on. All of that seems like we have a rhythm with it. And then they want to go and organize things and make sure the towels are folded a certain way. Make sure the bed is made as I get back to the first point that I made in this call. And uh, turn us into human beings that I don't know that Grog and the Troglodytes actually needed to be. We talked about beards last week. Deep inside, we're all cavemen, James. We are. And... Much, much like, you know, the, when, when the old world met the new world and Columbus sailed over, the quote-unquote attempts to civilize people seldom ends well. Pretty soon everybody's dead from smallpox and everyone's upset. Yes. If we had just been left in our natural state, everything would be fine and the plumbing would still work. That's what I'm saying. I will say, though, I have noticed, and it's taken me decades of marriage to notice, life is a little easier with two of us instead of one of us. Like, uh, for example, it's easier to reproduce when there's a second person involved. But uh, just little things like calling the guy. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was packed all day. I didn't have time. And even if I would have called the guy, I couldn't meet him anyway. And I didn't have time to go buy a snake and try that out. I'm tired when I get home, and so I was going to wait till today. And now here I am recording with Breakwell, (laughs) which, despite being delightful for Judy P., does very little to solve my septic issue. Are you but, saying? But uh, what was I going to say? Oh. Is this, <laughs> this yes, is not having re- a second person. Okay. This, this should refill your social battery. After you talk to me, you should be fired <laughs> up and ready to take on the world and, in fact, be ten times more productive than before because I am your ultimate cheerleader. I might be cheering oh, for really? your destruction, but I am cheering. Uh, and as you hear that <laughs> rallying cry, I hope, it, I hope it motivates you to new and greater heights. James, you're rooting for a team, as far as my demise goes, that's strong as the the (laughs) New England Patriots five, eight years ago, as strong as the Bulls in the 90s, as strong as the Yankees in 1927. The team (laughs) that is responsible for my demise is a juggernaut that's almost unbeatable. 
my favorite part about all of this is as your as your bathroom is literally covered in your own sewage you think you're going to impress your wife by making the bed like well, break that down for me how does one balance the other I am assuming, because I bet on Steve, that the plumbing issue will be resolved by the time she gets home. And at least 40% of the poop will be gone. That is, that is some poop. I will, I will concede that point. Uh, in the meantime, you, are, you have been enjoying the second cabin. Why don't you just move into the second cabin, since everything seems to be honky-dory over there? Well, when Mrs. Steve gets home, that problem might take care of itself. Yeah. <laughs> You, that is good. You have your own separate spaces. That's a that's a marriage saving arrangement. There, you can live together apart indefinitely. You know, I've seen uh, I've seen people say that you know two bedrooms is the key to a good marriage. And the older I get, the more wisdom I see in that. You have you can have your together time and you can have your apart time. And the older you get, the more important that apart time is. So nobody kills anybody else. I always say square footage and two televisions. That's the key to a successful marriage. Yes. That, uh, I can see that. You know, uh, my wife and I hang out for our date nights now, man. We get It's a three-screen operation sometimes. Sometimes four. We'll get, I'll, I'll play Xbox, and then I have my phone beside me, too, in case that's not enough. And then also there's a laptop between us for our shared activity that we watch on that. Well, she's watching a separate laptop, which often has the pattern she's following for her cross-stitch thing. And then she has her oh. own phone as well to answer pressing work condition uh, questions because she's never really off work all the way. She is a person of oh. great importance, which is kind of the opposite of me. So between us all, there I guess, yeah, two laptops, two phones, and one TV. Uh, yeah, that's five screens for two people and that is almost almost enough screens to make the evening go smoothly that is as intimate of a date night as i have ever heard and i've been doing couples therapy for many years james i mean i just show me the downside i mean we are there's no way we can fight because we are so distracted by so many other things that is the key to harmony we couldn't be mad at each other if we wanted to be because there's no proof the other person is even there and that's just the way she likes it. If I'm not mistaken, she tried to get that written into your wedding vows. This is this is true. She wanted she would have been okay if we were married and you know lived in different states. But I was like, you know what? We got to be in the same general vicinity. And four kids later, I'm not so sure she agrees with that anymore. Being near me <laughs> is a dangerous arrangement, Steve. It just it leads bad places. I was pregnant when I visited you last time. Like it was really a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the uh, the downside of being near anyone in my family. A long line of very fertile Catholics. But you know what? It it, it the world needs more of me. So that's okay. My kids are pretty awesome. And at the moment, mm. they're out of the house, so we have this brief window to record here, which we had to carefully <laughs> schedule. Your kids are out of the house, too. We've At the moment, we're both empty nesters, although mine's only for an hour, and yours is, is forever. You've, you've achieved the dream. Is your wife gone, too? Uh, no, she's three floors away, so she might as well be. I mean, again, Steve, oh, we, we okay. talked about this, the, the physical separation. <laughs> it just It's, it's a okay, big house okay. for two people, yeah. That, that, that attic bedroom is the best thing we ever did. It just... Uh, the fact that when we do hang out with our five screens, it's like we're in a separate apartment. We close that door. The kids aren't going to go up an extra flight of stairs. It is like we are childless. And that is that is an amazing transformation. But yet you can still 
open the door to yell down two floors below and frighten all of your children. It is, it is the best of all worlds. Sure. Now, I would have to say, if you were deciding between living in two cabins or living in one house with three stories, I think the three-story house is the way to go, especially since in the three-story house, the sewage seems to flow in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down. Get that extra that extra help well, from gravity. Maybe that maybe that's your problem. You've just got the one story there. The poop can't get any momentum when you flush. It needs to it needs to fall from a greater altitude. That could be. And Mrs. Steve had the gall to imply it was my fault. She said, you know, I did two loads of laundry before I left and everything worked just fine <laughs> while I was there. I, I don't know what she was talking about because clearly everything was askew. And uh, I will stand by that, Breakwell. You know what? I actually, I think I have a solution for your problem to stop this from ever happening again. If the issue is toilet oh. paper, if you have weak, tiny pipes that can't handle toilet paper, you, sir, need to invest in a bidet. It works on water oh. pressure. They're like 60 bucks. Amazon can have it to you tomorrow. I have them installed on two of our three toilets, and it is the greatest thing I have ever done. It will reduce <laughs> your, your toilet paper consumption by about 90%. And solve this I'll problem once and for all. And it will only use a little bit of water, but you well, you don't have a well. You have city water, that's right. So it will increase your water bill ever so slightly, but decrease your plumbing bill by 1,000%. <laughs> and if you turn the pressure up too high, do you open your mouth and water comes out? Yeah, you know what? I have some self-control. It, it, it does not happen. We haven't had any disasters, but we don't have it installed on the main bathroom the kids use. I don't know what that would... They use the bathroom downstairs <laughs> some. They don't, they don't touch those scary dials on the side. They don't know what's going to happen, and I would just like to keep that fear in them. So I am not here to educate them on the finer things in life. All right. Otherwise, you'd be like a Pez dispenser for bidet water. That would be an interesting fountain. <laughs> I got well, it. I got I'm, it. And back in back in COVID, when they're like, "There's a toilet paper shortage," like you know what? We're going to be covered. If there is, if this is the end of the world, and there is never another square of toilet paper anywhere, we will be clean. And that that is what I did. I I don't provide for my family often, but I got that. And you know what? That water still goes out of the house. So things are pretty okay over here. <laughs> Well, on that high note, as Breakwell smugly says, when he flushes, it goes downhill. I don't know how many of you can say the same thing. Breakwell lives in that whole other world of the 1% unicorns. But until we meet again, when uh, we can get together and talk about plumbing issues and how the ranch has resolved theirs and nothing has gone wrong in the last week, this is Steele. It was Dr. Steve, almost a master plumber, for James giving advice to someone who knows way more than him about plumbing. Breakwell saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't flip the circuit breaker on your dishwasher. And remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs> <laughs>